0: You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with Travis Ryer on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. TUG HD2 Northport. And W265 CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. And streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. A Townsquare media station. This is Southern Fried Sports with Bama Online senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: morning. It is time once again for Southern Pride Sports right here on your home for University of Alabama Athletics Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryer, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com, part of the 247sports.com network. We're with you weekday mornings from 11 a.m. until noon. The show, as always, brought to you by Peterbrook Chocolatier out there at 1530 McFarland Boulevard North in the Indian Hills section up Tuscaloosa. Peterbrook in honor of the SEC softball championship that has now reached the semifinal rounds there at the Rhodes House over off campus drive, has some SEC, well, some softball, we'll say. We don't want any uh, licensing infringements or anything to come the chocolate lady's way, but some softball themed goodies for you right now at Peterbrook Chocolate Chocolatier. So you want to get by and check that out. And as I've told you many, many times, one of the real secret weapons for Peterbrook Chocolatier as the temperatures start to crank up, gelato. I think Gelato Wednesdays is about to get underway in July, I'm told here by my uh, stage engineer. Uh, July, you're going to have those. uh, You get that free cup of gelato on Wednesdays at Peterbrook Chocolatier out there in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. Joined on the program by the executive producer of SFS, Mr. Jacob Harrison, and together we combine to form the Sixty Bit of Sports Talk Radio. You ready for a big weekend, Jacob? Or are you gonna just be kind of gonna be kind of low key this weekend? What do we got playing for off the edge? What's going on? Yeah, it, it, it's low key. We'll be on for the Saturday morning showdown tomorrow morning at eight a.m. But uh, other than that, I'm gonna lay low, try to get some video game time and some naps. <laughs> There you go. Uh, some uh, some downtime for Jacob Harrison. Again, though, busy, busy time over at the Rhodes House for the SEC Softball Championship Alabama with a nice performance last night in a quarterfinal win over Big Blue, the Kentucky Wildcats, Montana Fouts against her home state school. Does it again. 15 strikeouts ties the SEC tournament record with 15 Ks while allowing just one run It was really about the stars last night for Alabama softball. You had the co-pitcher of the year. Co-pitcher. Yeah, I said that right. Co-pitcher? You had the pitcher of the year in the Southeastern Conference, Montana Fouts, doing her thing. And then, of course, the SEC player of the year, Bailey Hempel, with a couple of big flies, giving her 60 for her career and tying her with the iconic Kelly Critchman. For the all-time program lead where Dingers are concerned. So congratulations to Bailey on yet another, another mark of historic importance for the senior. And so with that, Alabama advances to take on seven seed. Seven seed Tennessee with a one-nothing shutout yesterday over two-seed Arkansas in quarterfinal action. So Alabama, Tennessee this evening. In that first semifinal, you have the Florida Gators taking on a surging Missouri team. Missouri playing some really good softball over the second half of the season. Two good semifinal matchups at the Rhodes House this evening. And of course, you'll have the championship game tomorrow evening there at Rhodes Stadium. 205 342 9904. That is the Peterbrook Chocolatier Studio line. If you'd like to jump on board with us, we got Charlie Potter coming up in the very next segment. We're going to talk. We're going to talk with Charlie about the veteran presence of this next Alabama football team. He recently outlined some seniors of significance for Alabama in 2021. So we'll get Charlie's thoughts on that. A lot of times when you think Alabama football, you don't think about seniors. But man, when you look at that championship team from just last season, seniors were pretty big, weren't they? Getting those guys back. I mean, even though Mac Jones was a redshirt junior, he was a fourth-year guy. Landon Dickerson, Devontae Smith, Alex Leatherwood. The list really goes on and on. So there is still a place, believe it or not, there is a place for the veteran. It's not all three and outs and true freshmen making gigantic impacts, leading the way for Alabama football. So we'll talk some of that with Charlie. I'll try not to talk too much Atlanta Braves with Charlie. That might uh, that might crush the vibe a little bit after the Braves swept again by the Toronto Blue Jays. Oh, and 6 the Braves go. The good news, the Braves don't see the Blue Jays again over the rest of the season. That's the good news after the Braves lost on Thursday to the Blue Jays in Atlanta. Just when you think the Braves are going to start to make that anticipated run. Yep. It doesn't happen. Hey, Milwaukee looks pretty good after that series with Toronto, right? That's some other perhaps possible anyway silver lining for this Atlanta team after the last three days. 205-342-9904. You know what I did this morning? I went to the gym. I went to the gym. Yeah. And one of the things I do when I do go to the gym, and there's sort of some gaps some big gaps, maybe some football field length type gaps on my gym resume, my workouts resume. But when I do go, I will at least make a halfway decent effort to confront the one machine in the gym that doesn't get a lot of attention, doesn't get a lot of work, and it's the pull-up and dips machine. You ever notice that? You go to the gym – There's never a line, is there? I've said it before, never a line. It might be a line for those 25-pound dumbbells or those kettlebells, get that beach workout in, but you just don't ever see much of a line at the old dips-slash-pull-up machine. And so I took a shot at him today. It went about the way you would expect after about a three-year absence from said exercise, said machine. And so it got me to thinking... How many pull-ups, just straight-up pull-ups, could you do right now if asked to jump up on the bar and rep out some pull-ups? Jacob Harrison, if I asked you right now to jump up there, if we were doing the presidential award uh, testing, remember that? I don't know. Did you guys do that back in elementary school? We We did. We had it. Yeah, you had to do what? The sit-ups, the pull-ups. How many pull-ups for Jacob Harrison this morning if asked to perform? A big old fat zero. Zero? I couldn't do yeah. pull-ups when I was playing football. I've never been yeah. able to do them. You know, that kept me from that presidential award. The pull-ups. I just couldn't. I I, I was terrible at the pull-ups. I don't know if it was because I'm heavy-legged or what, but I couldn't. You know, it, and then there would always be this 43-pound girl in glasses, right? She'd jump, jump up there and do like 67 pull-ups consecutively. <laughs> After I had mustered maybe one and a half. That was that was without fail back in the day. But uh yeah, we got some interesting responses to that on the old Twitter today. I asked a question on Twitter just before the show how many consecutive pull-ups could you do right now? You uh underhand grip or overhand grip. You know, I used to think if I did underhand grip, it would be easier, but I don't think it was. I was just bad. I couldn't do either one of them. You know what I'm saying? The overhand grip looks, it it just doesn't look right. (laughs) But those are the, every football player I've ever seen that could do them successfully, they had overhand grips, but they had some ripped backs, though. (laughs) Yeah, you will get that. uh, You'll get that V shape, won't you, if you you do a a bunch of those. Now, I know some of these folks personally that are responding on Twitter, and I'm not going to say they're lying, but I'm just going to say I'm from Missouri, which is the show me state. So, I'd need to see these numbers performed for me. My guy, Joe Moore, 10 on Twitter. I've known Joe since we were youngins, youth athletics, high school football. And Joe Moore is probably a little bit older than me. He is a little bit older than me. He says he could do seven consecutive pull ups right now at 54. Now, I haven't seen Joe in a number of years, but I, I'm Joe, I'm just saying. I'm just saying I'd have to see that. You remember Nikita Stover? Of course you do. Outstanding wide receiver for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Bridge that gap pretty much between Shula and into the Nick Saban era at Alabama. Old number nine, Nikita Stover. He chimes in. Nikita says he could do three consecutive pull-ups today if asked to perform. See, I would have thought with Nikita, an old SEC wide receiver, I'm thinking Nikita's still in really good shape. I would think Nikita could match his jersey number. I think Nikita actually went low there a little bit for himself. Uh Coach Densmore on the Twitter. Now, if you go by coach on Twitter, you better be able to do a couple at least. And Coach Densmore says he can do three consecutive pull-ups. He's a middle school football coach, Coach Densmore. Uh the unhipster on Twitter says he can pull up his pants or something else. <laughs> Ah, Chunk says, let's not and say we did. He gave me the gif of that from uh, Shits Creek, the television show. Mom in Bama says she can do a half, a half pull up. Keith on Twitter says 0.0. He gives us the Dean Wormer gif from the outstanding movie, The Animal House. You can never go wrong with that. Uh, Matt, Matt Geib, I guess it is. I guess it's Guybe. Now, here's one I'd have to see, Matt, and I don't know you from Adam, Matt, but 30 30 consecutive pull-ups, Matt? You must be CrossFit guy. You must have just completed your WOD at CrossFit in the last 15 minutes if you can do 30 pull-ups. So uh, when we have Pops on, by the way, later in the program, we'll ask Pops in his prime, he's 73 years old now, but in his Robert E. Lee – senior high school fighting general football playing days in the mid-60s, what was his max output? You know, people lie about these pull-ups. You know, these guys especially, they lie about these pull-ups. They lie about their golf scores. They lie about how far they can drive the golf ball. You know, a lot of these guys saying they can do 30, 40 pull-ups. They also, if you notice, every tee shot is 330, they'll tell you, in golf. You know, they can throw a football over those mountains like Uncle Rico. You know, they can kick a football 75 yards, you name it. They can do it. They can all do it. Luke Coley checking in on Twitter says he can do quarter, a quarter of a pull-up. I think I'm right there with you, Luke. Now, look, what I was doing today was the pull-up machine, which is a way of trying not to say it's an assisted pull-up. When I say pull-up machine, there is some assistance provided there. So I did assisted pull-ups. That's right. I was that guy in the gym today. 205-342-9904. That is the Peter Chocolatier studio line. You got some important baseball in the Southeastern Conference. That's the case each and every weekend. Obviously, Alabama, a part of that as it continues its quest for Hoover and beyond in year four under Skipper. Brad Bohannon, Alabama, down in Baton Rouge for the weekend. Not a bad place to be this time of year. You're going to eat good. I can tell you that there in Baton Rouge. Um, Tyler Ross, Dylan Smith tomorrow on the bump for the Crimson Tide. And then it's, once again, Johnny Holstaff once you get around to Sunday. Two out of three would be good for Alabama after dropping two at Vanderbilt last weekend. We're going to head to our first break and we come back. We'll check in with Charlie Potter. How many pull-ups can Charlie Potter do? Charlie's a young dude. Charlie's in good shape. Certainly, Charlie Potter can rip out at least five consecutive pull-ups. We'll get the answer to that pressing and important question and so many more when we check in with my colleague there at BamaOnline.com on Southern Fried Sports, presented by Peter Brook Chocolatier right after this.
0: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. What a beautiful day today. Nothing but sunshine, a deep blue sky, the high 77. Clear tonight below 52. Tomorrow is sunny Saturday to start the weekend, the high 80. And for Sunday, warm and dry, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9. For more coverage of Alabama football, visit us at Tide100.9.com. Or download the free Tide 100.9 app. The Crimson Tide! on
2: a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Schreier, Senior Analyst for BamaOnline.com with you each and every weekday morning from 11 a.m. until noon. That's when you find us here. And typically, you find Charlie Potter with us here about this time on Fridays at the Peterbrook Chocolate Theater Studio Line 205342 nine nine zero four let's go there right now and check in with charlie and charlie kind of a slow new cycle right now so we're talking pull-ups on the program <laughs> on a friday and with that we were wondering uh your max ever in terms of consecutive pull-ups what's the charlie potter high for that for that uh exercise
1: i don't know that i've ever um done like a or try to do a max i know you have obviously like in elementary school you have the the presidential or or whatever yeah, um absolutely. workouts I, w- I was always pretty good at those um you know i mean you you've seen me i mean I, i'm not a huge person um but I, I played tight end in high school I mean that's a lot of what you have to do when you play you know four and five a football in northeast alabama but i mean i prided myself in the weight room um, we didn't do just a ton of pull-ups. Now I will say, um, when I went to, to school here, um, went to Alabama, uh, I spent some time at the, the wreck and the, the climbing wall and we had to, a pull-up bar in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the house I lived at. But again, I, I never just sat there and said, how many can I do now? If, if you asked me to do pull-ups right uh, now, I'm
2: asking you right now, Charlie, yeah, how many I would be right w- now? I don't know
1: if I could even do 10 right now um pull sound like especially, that's especially or
2: something that's 10 10's oh,
1: hell I, of I mean, a number I, i'd like to think in you know in my prime which you know is starting to fade away from the uh from the rear view mirror um i could do 10 with these but i don't even know if i could do five right now uh yeah. so i don't don't ask me don't surprise me with a pull-up bar you know if we're fortunate enough to to get back into in-person practice here in this fall because I, I would uh, be a, a self-esteem killer. I think,
2: you know, I think a pull ups kind of like swimming They're survival skills. You know what I mean? Like if I was hanging off the edge of a house and I needed to pull up to get back up on the roof or back up on a balcony, that's the only time I would think of doing a pull-up. And really the <laughs> only reason why I've ever swam is to keep from drowning. You know, I yeah, know it's a sport I, and I know a lot of people, but they survival skills, swimming and pull-ups as much as anything for me. Yeah. I've never
1: gotten the, the swimming for sport thing. Like if, if I'm ever in a swimming pool, I just want to sit or like be submerged and, and chill out. I never want to just <laughs> have a noodle. Exercise. Yeah. Yeah. I do like going back to talking about working out in football one summer. Uh, they gave us the choice of either going to the, the rec center pool and doing a workout or just staying in the field house and, and working out. I was like, you guys are crazy if you pick the swimming thing. Everybody's <laughs> like, no, no, it's going to be fun. You know, you're going to be in the water. It's hot. It'll be fine. People came back. I don't know how many people said they threw up. But like, I was like, I told you, swimming for exercise is not fun. It should be uh, I, it's, it's something I never think of doing. So, yeah, I agree with you on that survival
2: aspect. The experts, though, will tell you swimming is so much better for you body. That's true. Right. Joints well, and ligaments. What isn't bad for you? <laughs> Just turn on the old laptop every morning. You'll find <laughs> something pretty quick. It won't take <laughs> long. Hey uh Charlie I want to talk to you about a myriad of topics. I see here and I've uh interacted with you on this topic this week. It's Arkansas week at BamaOnline.com previewing the hogs and the matchup with Alabama and Arkansas, going to be a late-in-the-season affair once again. This time it'll be in November, hopefully, instead of December. Um, What are you picking up in terms of our staff's response to your score predictions that uh, uh, I know have dropped here in the last couple of hours there at BOL? Are are the fellas, are the the staff members anticipating a closer game than 52-3, to or is it kind of a feeling that, you know, even in year two under Sam Pittman, that gap is going to be still pretty wide.
1: Yeah. I mean, just looking at the score predictions, nobody had Alabama scoring more than 50 points. So that's a step in the right direction for Arkansas. Um, I I think the the overall consensus is I think people, um, believe that Sam Pittman's a a good fit for the job. I think he did a solid job in year one. Um, obviously it, it was a, very strange year with everything that was going on from the pandemic standpoint, but Arkansas is able to win three games, and and that's more than they can say they they did in the the previous two years before him. So um, they're a team that returns almost twenty starters. Of course, you have to replace your quarterback, but KJ Jefferson is a guy that. We got some playing time last year, and you know he's a big physical player that can do some things in the run game for them. So I think Arkansas is trending in the right direction. I, I don't think they're just going to take a you know monster step this year. It helps having <clears throat> it helps having those uh, those non conference games back on the schedule. That way they can maybe get back to bowl eligibility. But you know, I think Arkansas is a team that um, they're going to be experienced, and they have a, a head coach I think that fits what they want to do. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that nobody is just out there expecting scores that we've seen of late in the Alabama-Arkansas matchup each year. But um, I think that with Arkansas, they're going to be a team that's that's experienced and they're coming in late in the season, and if they can avoid injuries, that might be, you know, uh, they might look a little different and maybe a little better at that point in the season. But I also think, you know, getting Alabama... Once those offensive players can get adjusted, you know they'll be rolling at that point. So, of course, nobody picked um, an upset there. I think most of them expect Alabama to win that handily. But I think just looking at the score predictions, the the gap is closed in terms of yeah. the the scores that we've seen of late.
2: Yeah, one of several Alabama opponents, and Alabama included in that conversation too. Going through quarterback transition with Felipe Franks, a one and done there as a grad transfer and. I guess it's K.J. Jefferson that is expected to be the guy behind center. And look, at the skill positions, going to have a lot of talent. Traylon Smith at running back, Traylon Burks at wide receiver, a couple of experienced tight ends. So, you know, that should be a good thing for that Arkansas offense, the depth that it's going to have at the skill positions around the quarterback and defensively, a lot of defensive production at the linebacker level. And a really good all-around defensive back coming back, and uh, Jalen Catalan.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I
2: mean, just looking. Sometimes, whenever I do these weekly
1: approaches, and it's it's good. You and I have talked about this because it saves you from doing this Monday, Tuesday of game week. You've already done the the work, and uh, you're you just got to refresh up on the opponent instead of doing research. But um, sometimes when you have to put together a list for you know. the five opposing players like like next week for New Mexico State. That's gonna be a chore. But for <laughs> Arkansas, they have plenty of experienced guys that are coming back that are playmakers. Um uh I, I think Traylon Burris can be one of the best wide receivers in this conference. And then defensively I like a lot of the players they have, especially a linebacker and as safety, because Jalen Catalan isn't just somebody that's gonna, you know, jump off the page from a, a size standpoint, but he's a player. He's a stud. And uh, yeah. I think, you know, he's a guy that can lead an experienced secondary back there at the in, inside linebacker position with Grant Morgan and and Bumper Poole. Those are two tackling machines. And so it's a team that, again, it only won three games last year, but, you know, nothing beats experience. And to have, you know, some of those names that are just easy to roll off the top of the head without even looking at the roster, I think that's beneficial for Arkansas.
2: I think, again, they should win you know, more than three games next year. Yeah, retaining Barry Odom as the defensive coordinator, a pretty pretty big keep in the offseason for Sam Pittman as well. And you talk about experience. Let's talk about Alabama because I know you broke it down earlier in the week in terms of seniors uh, where Alabama is concerned. And a lot of times you don't relate seniors to Alabama because so many three and outs. And, you know, in some instances, fourth-year guys who are redshirt juniors like Mac Jones – a year ago, make that move to the National Football League as well. But it is a pretty stout list when you go down your list of 10 Alabama seniors to know. Uh, and, and I'm looking at it right now. I mean, there's there's pretty much starters uh, across that list with the exception of maybe one or two guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I try to do this this time of year with, with each position group or not position group of class. And the seniors is always the smallest, like you said, because of, uh, the NFL draft, you know, guys eventually, you know, will, will transfer out, but, uh, there's 10 scholarship seniors on the roster right now. And, uh, so that, <laughs> that made the finding 10 seniors to know pretty easy working on the the juniors right now. I'll tell you, it's not as, as easy. That one could be 20 if I wanted it to be, but you're right. When you talk about the seniors, their names that people know, and, um, you have a couple of super seniors coming back and Brian Robinson and Chris Owens, I think that's huge uh, for the offense. Uh, you know getting the guy with, with starting experience with an offensive line back that can play multiple positions and then of course, you know Brian Robinson, you know bringing the, the experience he has at the running back position even though I think that's going to be a strength for the team um, regardless of, of who's returning. Um, you look at defense um, along the defensive line, you're going to have some leaders and LeBron Ray, and uh, Fidarian Mathis, you know Jalen Moody is a guy that even with the the news of Henry Toa Toa coming in, I think he's someone that could still get on the field, maybe share snaps with him, depending on what they want to do. We've seen that in the past, but he's going to make it tough because he had a really good spring. Um, you know, Josh Job is going to be one of the the top pro players, I think, you know, for next year's draft on this defense and he started to settle down and to, to come into his own and and be his really strong corner uh, for Alabama. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a group that um, while it is the smallest on the roster, it it does have a lot of experience. And I think that's going to be beneficial for Alabama. And then that's, that's not even mentioning a guy like Chris Allen, you know, you almost forget sometimes, you know, how long these guys have been in the program, but Chris Allen's going to be one of the top defensive players on this team as well. So, Yeah, I mean, senior leadership um, I think will be big for this team given what left, but there's some guys there that could step up and obviously fill those voids, uh, especially in the offensive side of the ball
2: with with Owens and Robinson. We talk about some some guys who hung around for a while in this Alabama program, and it appears as if maybe uh, both are going to have a shot here in the National Football League. Uh, Maybe a little bit surprising, uh, but – You know, good to see, nonetheless, Josh McMillan, apparently, getting a look with the New Orleans Saints, and I guess Shaheen Carter, who appeared to be on his way to really pursuing a coaching career, is maybe going to get a look with the Houston Texans? Yeah, I mean,
1: it's really good to hear that for those guys, because, you know, obviously they want to continue their careers on the field as long as they can. And uh, for a guy like Josh McMillan and the the injuries he went through, and, and obviously he you know, got knocked down the the pecking order of the inside linebacker position uh, a bit. There, he he made the move to fullback. You know, it's good to see him. You know, get an opportunity. You know, the Saints have a I think it's three day uh, rookie mini camp this weekend. I don't know how much on field stuff there will be. Uh, a lot of people are kind of calling it a rookie orientation, but nonetheless, you got an invitation. You got to get your foot in the door. That's so the biggest thing, and um, you know, hopefully, you know, he, that will. Open up more opportunities for him, or you know, lengthier stay in New Orleans. Maybe he gets a shot there. That'd be great for him. And for Shaheem Carter, that's, that's even that's even cooler to hear because he's a year removed uh, from from being on a practice squad, from working with the, the Falcons after signing with the, the Jets as an undrafted free agent. And yeah, he was on campus this spring, um, you know, going through uh, spring drills as a graduate assistant. And yeah, I, I noticed him. Quite a bit, actually, uh, in the 8A game. He was pretty involved, and, and that's not a surprise. I think been said that you know he's one of the smartest players they had, and you know he foresees him one day whenever he decides to hang up his cleats being a, a really good coach. And, and that seemed to be the trajectory he was on. But for him to get an opportunity to try out for the Houston Texans, that's that's also great for him. I think he and uh, HaHa Clinton Dix, who didn't play last year, uh, have both gotten opportunities to, to try out in Houston. And, See what happens, but you know it's just it's another day of, of trying to keep up with everything going on in the NFL from an Alabama standpoint it it can
2: be a whirlwind you know when you get around yeah when you get around to uh giving us those uh ten Alabama sophomores to know that's gonna be a tough one to get down to ten, but I'm thinking maybe Jason McClellan could make that list as a second year running back. I know you were recently able to catch up with a a personal trainer that works with jace mcclellan some interesting ties there when you consider the individual doing the instruction but what were you able to find out about what jace is up to in terms of maybe the one or two things he needs to improve on the most to to give himself the the best shot at at reps at that running back position this season
1: yeah i mean it's the time of year where you know you can just be sitting on twitter or instagram and you'll see a a workout video pop up and um you know a lot of these guys that are training with these players uh they're they're off some of their time and, and brad lester is one of those he's a former auburn running back and if, if that name it you know, sounds familiar at least in the last year or so it's because he worked with Najee harris um that was kind of the first time we saw uh brad lester working with you know an sec back um and it sounds like he's going back to that well with, with jace mcclellan and this is a, a month that the players have off. You know They'll be back on campus toward the end of the month, to early June, and starting summer workouts on campus. But to see a guy like Jace you know, take this opportunity to, to work, um, it, it shows you know, what where his head's at and what he wants to accomplish this fall. And that was one of the biggest takeaways from um, talking with Brad. And he'd only worked with, with Jace for a couple of days when I talked to him. You know, they have a lot of, of work ahead of them, but... He said he's hungry, and he wants to be on the field this fall. And while most players you know, want to be the premier back, and that includes Jace McClellan, you know, his advice to him is to get into the rotation first and then see where that takes you to do the work and everything like that. So I, I expect Jace McClellan to get more carries this fall. And we'll see what happens when you know, he gets his opportunity. But the biggest thing he's working on is um, really the, the passing game elements of it. Pass protection, which we know is important for running backs in this offense, um, you know, just running routes and and learning how to manipulate linebackers and you know get an advantage in that regard, and and just catching the ball in the backfield. So I think that's one of the things they'll be working on here in the coming days. And um, one of the things that that stands out about Jace, at least in Brad Lester's eyes, is his his speed, his explosive ability, and I think that could be something that gives him an edge and allows him to get on the field. And again, I, I was talking about Brian Robinson. Yeah, I think the running back position is a strength at Alabama, and they have several options to choose from. But, yeah, I mean, once I get to the sophomores, Jason McClellan's going to be tough to, to leave out because he's a guy that was, was doing good things in spring. He played well in the, the 8A game. It's there at
2: BamaOnline.com as well. Have a great weekend, man. All right, man. I'm, I'm going to go try to see where I can pull up to see how many I can do. I'll report back. Well, we'll appreciate that, and we we need that information in the next 24 <laughs> minutes before we go off the air. It's it's urgent. I don't know about that, but we'll, we'll, we'll get it. To you. <laughs> hey, you know what? Doing pull-ups beats watching the Braves play the Blue Jays these days. I will say that. So uh that You know, I, I guess that that's one way of looking at it. Oof, oof, that's the Braves true. and the Blue Jays.
1: Hopefully, hopefully, if if I didn't if I did the pull-ups, I wouldn't get injured because that also seems to be a trend.
2: Yeah, you might need that Max Soroka exploratory surgery after doing some <laughs> some pull-ups. Explore to f- see if you could find my bicep right now. That's yep. that's my issue right now. All right, Charlie, take care, man. All right, man. Thanks for having me. There he goes, Charlie Potter, BamaOnline.com. dot com. Back with more of a Friday edition of Southern Fried Sports right here on Tide one hundred point nine FM. Looks like one of those Alabama first rounders has gotten paid on a payday Friday. We'll talk about that a whole lot more when the show returns right after this.
0: You're listening to Southern Fried Sports with BamaOnline.com senior analyst Travis Ryer on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app.
2: When they had music
0: videos.
2: Little TR would camp out in front of that. What was it, 32-inch? If you had a 32-inch color television back around 82, 83, you were living large. And just wait on that video right there, Once in a Lifetime by the Talking Heads. And we play the song today because lead singer David Byrne Turned 69 years old today, born on this day in 1952, David Byrne, greatest video of all time, back when they had music videos, kids, not so much anymore, but that's what we did in the summer, get out in the morning a little bit, heat of the day, come back inside Get into a pier six brawl with the older brother over who had control of the cable box. Cause we didn't have remote controls back then, gang. We had that box with the cord that was attached to the box that was connected to the TV that was hooked up to a satellite somewhere. We got into some good brawls over that cable box back in the early to mid eighties. Yes, we did. Southern Fried Sports on a Friday, presented by Peter Brook Chocolates here. Thanks again to Charlie Potter for joining us on the program. Yeah, we teased it a little bit going to the break, but it's payday. It's a payday Friday for Jalen Waddell, according to Joe Shad. Remember Joe Shad? College football insider at one point for ESPN. Joe now does an outstanding job on the Dolphins beat for the Palm Beach Post. Joe Sa- Joe Shad says... Jalen Waddell has signed with the Dolphins for four years, four-year deal, $27 million over the course of the deal. What matters? We say this every time in these NFL deals. 17.1 in signing bonus, guaranteed money. So a good Friday, I'd say, for Jalen Waddell. A great Friday for the Miami Dolphins, who should see their explosive play production go up a good bit with the addition of Jalen Waddle. I also saw here in the last few days, you know, you kind of snicker a little bit these days, don't you? When LSU stakes that DBU claim, keeps putting it out there. Um, But the number seven has been synonymous at LSU with the very best defensive backs over the last 15 or 20 years. Patrick Peterson wore it. Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, wore it. And now, Derek Stingley Jr. will wear number seven during the 2021 season. Seems like every time he covered Devontae Smith the last two years, seven's how many points the scoreboard changed. So maybe that's that's about right, the number seven jersey. Derek Stingley going to be happy not to see Devonte Smith. When Alabama rolls around on the schedule on November the sixth, I think Derek Stingley will be just fine taking his chances with John Mechie. Maybe Javon Baker, maybe TreShaun Holding, the Jai Hall. They're all going to look better to number seven, Derek Stingley Jr., than did number six. We're going to step aside for our final break. When we come back, it's time for Pops on a Friday. Pops with just another. Shaky, shaky Mother's Day performance. We'll talk to him about that. We're also going to want to find out, and in his prime pops, how many consecutive pull ups were in pops back in the day? We'll ask him that a whole lot more when Southern Fried Sports returns on a Friday, presented by Peterbrook Chocolatier right after this.
0: The Cuttings and- tied 100.9 Tuscaloosa weather. What a beautiful day today. Nothing but sunshine, a deep blue sky, the high 77 tonight, below 52. Tomorrow is sunny Saturday to start the weekend, the high 80. And for Sunday, warm and dry, partly to mostly sunny with a high at 83. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 75 degrees in Tuscaloosa. The flagship station for Alabama Crimson Tide football. Alabama touchdown. Only on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. No.
3: Don't we-
2: Southern Pride Sports, right here on Tide 100.9 FM. Travis Ryder, senior analyst for BamaOnline.com, with you each and every weekday from 11 a.m. until noon. It is that time on Fridays. We've got a lot to get into with Pops on a Friday. First of all, Pops, I need a I need a grade for your Mother's Day performance because I was on hand for it, and mine might be a little different than your self evaluation. But uh, give us us a self-grade for for how you did on Mother's Day.
3: I thought I did pretty good,
2: actually. I mean, I thought she didn't get mad at me or nothing. (laughs) I think she's at the point where she's just speechless. Well, maybe
3: she's finally getting used to to me, you know, after 45
2: years. (laughs) You know, you kind of thought that you doubled up this year because you got her two packs of candy. Yeah, oh, yeah, Usually it's just one pack. I, you know, I think I, it's been Skittles in the her, past. I, I thought she'd be overjoyed, but
3: she wasn't really excited.
2: Well, you didn't even have the uh, grocery store flowers to throw in there, <laughs> did you? Her and her orchids. I got. You know, Pops, you've got you've got great penmanship. I don't know if enough. I don't know if people know that about Pops. I mean, he could. He could do that professionally. His penmanship is so, so great. But I think you overvalue how much that's appreciated. You know, just because you sign cards pretty, you know, and your your handwriting is so good. And you draw this little arrow with a heart on it. You know, you do that.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I you overvalue that. that pops. I've been doing mm-hmm. it for years, and I just scribble. Stuff on there, you mm-hmm. know. So I don't
2: know. I'm just used to doing that. I Pops, get a kick uh, out of, of, of that, that mo- of that Mother's Day spread, that Italian spread that we did. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you, uh, you, you,
3: you did a good job. With, we had the ricotta. Out. I'm not kidding. Yeah. I, I was, I was not shocked, but I really, <laughs> I, I did enjoy it. <laughs> now how much
2: of that do you think i actually prepared just between well, me I, and
3: you? I know locklear had a lot to do with it but, but locklear yeah it, it was it was the uh participation
2: mm-hmm.
3: you, you were you mm-hmm. were present and and your
2: brother was present and uh-huh. you know that's yeah. that. as long as nana nana is deserving of that type of treatment so as long as nana yeah, you know, we tried to help you out, pops. That's what we were doing.
3: Well, I tell you, you know. what, is, you, you did a great job. I, I, I was it was mm-hmm. terrific. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're still you
2: know, eating on it. <laughs> um, one of the uh, one of the, part of the gifting for Locklear, aka the chocolate lady, uh, that I gave to her couples massage last Friday, oh, pops. Yeah, How about that? Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I
3: don't know why you got to publicize that. <laughs> I don't, I don't. <laughs> you, we're not
2: going to ever get you to come around on the old couple's massage oh, no.
3: no that's not going to uh, happen uh, that's, that's not going to happen the only massage say, is the massage that works that's the only massage uh, uh,
1: and, and and
3: that that doesn't work with,
2: with the couple you know uh,
1: I will crazy,
2: say when the bucks, tr- you can't go wrong Uh when the chocolate lady and I entered the premises of the massage parlor, there was a Bob Craft-looking individual coming out as we were going in, Bob's. He looked yeah. a little crafty.
3: That's looked my Jones is now, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Elderly gentleman
2: coming out of the shop Yeah, you know, yeah. We
3: were going in there. Well, you got to go in there, you
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. A little Friday work. You know, a little Friday yeah. work, pops.
3: Get you hey, a uh, pedicure too while
2: you're there. Yeah. Ah, jeez. Hey, pops. Um, we were talking pull-ups earlier in the show. I actually went to the gym. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you going on that here before long. I actually went to the gym this morning, and you always notice that there's never a line at the pull-up bar or the pull-up machine. You ever notice that? Nobody wants to do pull-ups. Right. Never uh, has been a your, line at the pull-up bar. Uh, anything but the pull-ups um, Back in your day What were the most pull-ups You could do in a row Consecutive pull-ups What was your What was your prime high Probably Probably five or six Yeah but So you didn't be win guys, the presidential
3: there guys In the gym class That could just rip them off Yeah it, it would just blow me away I'll never forget a guy named Remy Danielson
2: Remy Danielson
3: yeah. Remy Danielson this is when I was in middle school, and mm-hmm. you know, this was back when they were pushing all that stuff. And uh, I could get what I was supposed to, to, to accomplish, but it would—I'd have to hesitate in between. You, you know, know, he would just rip them off, whatever. Oh, Grimmy. I mean, yeah. And he—I mean—and he was a big guy. He wasn't a you know some little guy.
2: I never could figure the pull-ups out. I either. couldn't do it. I
3: couldn't do it. You
2: know, I, and, and you're right. There would be people that were large humans that would jump up there and do 20. <laughs> and then there would be little girls in fifth grade with glasses on that would do 30 themselves, you know, and if, <laughs> I could do seven.
3: I couldn't do them.
2: I don't know. It was I mean, emasculating me. pops. It was emasculating to a fifth, it, fifth grade. It was,
3: boy. It was, it was embarrassing. It really was, mm-hmm. you know, And then Remy would make me look like, "Oh my God, Mm -hmm. what the world?"
2: Pops, what did you think of Montana Fouts last night? I know you were watching the fastest softball game. She was bringing it.
3: She was bringing it. Did she break the record?
2: She tied at 15 strikeouts.
3: Because I missed the very last inning, Uh, I didn't make that. What were you
2: doing uh, watching the Cowboy shows?
3: I can't remember. Well, I can't remember what it was. Gunsmoke
2: run again?
3: She had, she was at 14 strikeouts in the in the sixth inning.
2: Yeah. You know? She got I mean, one in the seventh.
3: Yeah, okay, okay. Throws that she rise was, ball, Pops. Well, you know, and she's got that drop ball, too.
2: She had the downer going, too, yeah.
3: She had the downer going, and when you throw that rise as hard as she does and you got a downer behind it, yeah, Impossible. I mean, it, it, it it's tough. Mm-hmm.
2: Back yeah. in your playing days, would you rather face a rise ball pitcher or a drop ball pitcher? I'd rather a uh, drop ball pitcher. Rise really? Because dri- I couldn't
3: lay off the, the rise. Yeah. If you could, I'd I, I could. I'd tell myself lay off, and I still couldn't do it. You got to go after it because mm-hmm. it looks so big. Yeah. You know, it's right in your eyes. Well, if and I mean, you got to
2: commit it when somebody's throwing it down. Yeah. One, you yeah. know? A downer. You you don't. You don't get to let it travel.
3: Yeah, exactly. And by the time you swing, it's over your head. You know, Mm -hmm. it makes it. And I get so upset with myself,
2: especially on third strike. Mm -hmm. You know, because you knew it was coming. Especially like a one-two rise ball, because you know they're going to waste it there. Exactly. But three-two, it's still hard to lay off.
3: You know that that shortstop for Kentucky
2: that I was telling you
3: about. Yeah. That I told you I like, I mean, she's yeah. really a good. She has sixteen home runs. Yeah. I didn't realize that.
2: My God. I always, I'd, I'd rather see a rise ball pitcher because if I could catch one of those rise balls flat, they, they'd go a long way, pops. Kind of like yeah. a hanging slider oh, yeah. in baseball. If you caught oh, a flat yeah. riser, you could hit that thing out of the park. Yes,
3: you could. Yes, you could. If you could square it up, you, you could, mm-hmm. you could make, make some noise. A downer, and all you're going to do is hit it in the ground. You're going to beat
2: out. it in the ground. That's it. You know, you might it. take it back through the middle for a bingo, but... Mm-hmm. If you get hit the through mm-hmm. the middle, you're doing good. Yeah. So now, do you have some type of reunion you're going to for your old high school this weekend? Well, Am I understanding I actually, that correctly? Because I'm concerned about that. Yeah, concerned. yeah, I'm
3: afraid so. I, yeah, About so your behavior. Man, Nana. I'm kind of concerned. We got a thing... Tonight, there's uh, 10 couples going out to dinner and guys we went to school with and their wives. And then tomorrow, there's a get together at at, the, at Frankie's house. Mm, Frankie, people. yeah. And uh,
2: it, it should be. I'm hoping it doesn't rain, you know? Yeah, yeah. Now, bad. does this involve some of your white nationalist friends? I'm afraid so. Afraid, yeah, WNFs, as I call them. And I've yeah. had to sign a That's where uh, I worry about yeah.
3: you, you. Nana know? had me sign a... Contract? A statement.
2: Stay out of trouble, Pops. Although, you know, it would make for some great radio. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'd, I'd rather you just stay out of trouble, though. <laughs> I would, too. For would the sake do. of Nana. Well, uh, uh, the uh,
3: Nana would have to... If I had gotten any trouble, she'd have to clean it up
2: because there's nothing I can do. Well, you would uh, you would have to walk home again. You've done that before, though, as you told oh, us. Oh, yeah. That's, that that, that doesn't the bother you. She's loved me many a
3: time.
2: You've walked home many times. It doesn't bother you.
3: No, not a
2: problem. The I'm prospect. All right, Pops. We'll stay out of trouble, and hopefully <laughs> we'll, we'll have you on next week. We'll, we'll talk to y'all later. Oh, jeez. There he goes, Pops. That's going to do it for a Friday edition of Southern Pride Sports Travis Schreier, thanking you for joining us here on the program. Charlie Potter helping us out. Pops. Jacob Harrison always doing a great job. The lunch whistle on this Friday. It happened yesterday, but I'm just telling you, on Thursday evenings, get by Southern Ale House. Every day of the week, get by Southern Ale House. But on Thursday evenings on that deck area, outstanding outdoor area there at Southern Ale House, they're going to have live music on the patio for you. So you want to check that out, especially with the weather getting better and better more deck friendly, more patio friendly there at Southern Ale House. Great, great place there in the Indian Hills section of Tuscaloosa. Until 11 a.m. on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody.